Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo. Thanks for downloading this week's radio show and podcast form. We appreciate that and appreciate you. Please do rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I can't thank you enough for doing that. It helps us out a lot. And if you do it, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and I will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. All you got to do is email me. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Send me a screenshot of the review. I'll get you the koozie. Enjoy the show, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, we just got done with Westcott Everett's of Burnt Orange Nation. Let's now flip up to Norman and talk to none other than Ryan Lewis, the football brainiacs, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Ryan, appreciate a few minutes, and uh, let's get right to it. OU obviously uh, losing the game earlier this season. You have Kyler Murray making some, well, uh, you know, mildly controversial comments uh, about Sam Ellinger in Texas earlier this week. So, Take us through it in Norman in OU land. How is how is this sitting? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to have the chance to come on and just talk a little bit of football with you. Yeah, um, definitely going to be an exciting game. I mean, this is the first time in uh, so so long, and that these two teams have met for a second time in a year. First time in so so long that these teams have met somewhere besides um, the traditional Cotton Bowl, if you will, um, the State Fair. So this is just an exciting matchup. Um, obviously for a Big 12 championship, um, for OU potentially for a playoff berth for Texas, still for a Big 12 championship, they would be their first one in, in several years, I believe since 2009. So there, there's a lot on the line here. And then like you mentioned, the, uh, a little bit of trash talk back and forth. Um, obviously there's been some controversy with the horns down thing this season. So there's, there's all sorts of reasons to have kind of have your eyes on the prize for this one. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, uh, Ryan, when you look at this rematch, what does OU have to do better than what they did in October to come out with this win? I think OU has got to get to Ellinger better. Um, that, that, that's got to be a priority number one. Um, I, I think Ellinger has, has really impressed a lot of people this season. I, I don't think he was um, poorly thought of before the season, but I certainly don't think that he was thought of as, as being really a, a pretty good quarterback overall. And I think he's really made a statement this year and shown that he is overall a pretty good quarterback. But with that said, I don't think that he's Kyler Murray. Um, if OU can get some pressure on him, I do think there's an opportunity for success there. I do think he can get his cage rattled a little bit. Um, I think that's going to be priority number one. Uh, priority number two is going to be taking away the easy passes um, across the middle. Um, I think that if, if Texas sees that OU has been a little bit more aggressively, aggressive recently like they were against West Virginia, they could try to do some QB runs and some quick passes across the middle to counter that. OU's going to need to be aggressive there and, and be mindful of that. Um, and then additionally, how do they attack these big receivers? Um, I'm not sure there is a perfect answer, um, but guys like um, guys like Johnson, um, they, they got just some height. I mean, you looked at all, all year, guys like Hakeem Butler for Iowa State, um, David Sills for West Virginia, they, they destroyed OU. Um, and so how does OU combat that against Texas with guys like old Jordan Humphrey? Mm-hmm. Ryan Lewis, the football brainiacs, is joining us. So, Ryan, I talked to a couple of guys that watch like OU game film, like day after the game type of stuff, and they thought that the cornerbacks Norwood and Motley played better against West Virginia. And you know, you mentioned making sure the passes over the middle are getting taken care of. The safeties, you know, young safeties are still struggling for this team. Where are you seeing the biggest efficiency on defense for the Sooners? Yeah, 
I don't think there's any possible answer other than alignment. Um, uh, I'm not saying that guys like Buki or Robert Barnes or even the, the corners from Bobby and Norwood played a perfect game. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of times that they were put in a very, very tough situation. And there were a couple of plays that, that were noticed that guys like Caleb Kelly and Ronnie Perkins were out covering someone. And that's just not a situation designed for success. Caleb Kelly is not designed to guard a blazing fast receiver. Ronnie Perkins is not designed to guard really anybody out in the flat. That's not, that's not their fault. They're, they're a different type of player. Um, if, you, if you ask Kyler Murray to play offensive tackle, he couldn't do it. That's not his fault. He's, he's still a great player. He's just not designed for that. So I think that there have been some formations this year and some alignments that have really um, put a lot of stress on players uh, and, and maybe made them look like they weren't performing their job at times when in reality they just were asked to do something they couldn't or they were asked to be supporting someone who couldn't do their job. So I think that alignment's got to be um, got to be a big key. And I think that's been the deficiency recently. Ryan Lewis, the football brainiacs, is joining us. So, Ryan, I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to, you know, skip over the game. But everyone's talking about, of course, the college football playoff. What happens if OU wins and then Ohio State wins? And then you have that debate, OU-Ohio State. Here's the thing about Lincoln Riley. I mean, he's not – he's a very humble guy. He's not someone – he kind of lets his play or his coaching do the talking for him. That's all well and good. But let's be honest, there's politicking here with the college football playoff. So – uh, is Lincoln Riley open to doing that this season? What's what's the vibe we're getting from him as we go down the home stretch and potentially head into a very nerve-wracking Sunday morning? I think he only needs to say 29 different things, um, one for each point that Ohio State lost to Purdue by. <laughs> I think if he, I think if he wants to bring that up, he can. I don't think he will. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think there's a potential for him to do so, but you're right. He's been very humble so far. He really doesn't say um, much. And I, I think it's, it'll maybe depend on how the two games go. Um, if both teams, OU and Ohio State, win their games comfortably or if you know, one of them's close, one of them's a nail-biter, things like that, there's all sorts of ways this could go. Um, there certainly is room for him to say something, and I think, at least on paper, OU does have a, a pretty good argument um, as to why they – a, should be ranked if both teams win ahead of Ohio State, and B, why they're ranked ahead of them now. I mean, the, the committee's done that all year, and um, it would seem surprising to change that at the last second. So I, I think we can Riley will, will kind of read the situation and um, maybe take a step, but I don't, I don't really see him being much in the political game. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lewis, the football brainiacs, joining us. Do a great job covering OU. So, uh, Ryan, you look at this Big 12 title game. I don't know where you stood on the idea of a championship game before it started last season or came back last season. I was always a proponent of it, and I think this year is case in point where, yes, last year had OU lost to TCU, they would not have made the playoff. But this year, let's be honest, without the championship game, they probably have no chance of making the playoff. It's really an interesting point, and I think I probably have to agree. Um, I think if Ohio State loses this weekend and Georgia loses, then even without a Big 12 title game, where you would be in. But if, well, even if Georgia loses, if Ohio State wins, they have a fair argument to jump OU if OU doesn't have the Big 12 title game. So it's really an interesting debate. Um, there's years where it certainly um, can bite someone in the tail. Like you said last year, if TCU had won, that would have been uh, pretty disastrous for OU. Um, but this year certainly gives an interesting um, – case to see how it could be beneficial um, to both teams. I think for Texas, I mean, this could be a huge thing for them, um, getting to propel them into a New Year's Six Bowl. For OU, this could propel them into a playoff game. So certainly a uh, different dynamic of a game than it was last year.
Ryan Lewis, the football brainiacs. Ryan, do you have a uh, prediction for us for how things play out this weekend between Texas and Oklahoma? Yeah, I think Kyler Murray um, spotted Texas uh, some turnovers last time. Uh, you know, he's done that in the Texas Tech game, West Virginia game recently, um, and it ended up not mattering in those latter two. I think that he's going to be a little more focused on those turnovers. I think the OU offense is humming along. I think defensively, um, I know that a lot of OU fans haven't been still been pleased with the defense since Mike Stoops left, but this is a different defense we're seeing from OU. It's a different personnel, um, different coaching staff. Um, I think that they're going to be wanting some revenge. They're going to be wanting to make a statement. Uh, I think OU comes out ready to play in this one. Um, I think OU puts up about the same amount of points. I see it being about a, a 49 to 38 game. There you have it. Ryan Lewis, the football brainiacs here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Ryan, thanks so much for a few minutes. Always appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Hey, thanks, and uh, we'll see who wins this weekend. Yeah. Well, thanks for downloading and listening to this week's podcast. We appreciate it. We have more coming up, of course. You don't want to miss that. Please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and I will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you screenshot me. The review, that's Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys.